Welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious or just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. Please hold for an important message. Hey, Maggie, what you got in your hand? Oh, I have an Unstable Topics sticker. How do I get one of those? Well, we ordered these to share with all of our friends who are following along the podcast. So you can just shoot us an email with a screenshot of you following Unstable Topics on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, and we will send you a sticker in the mail. Stop it, snail mail? Snail mail with a sticker. Can you believe it? For free. I love this so much. So I'm going to go right now and subscribe to our podcast, and I'm also going to give us a review. Oh my gosh, Sarah, if you give a review and send us a picture of that review, we will write you a review of your review and include it in a handwritten letter with the sticker in the snail mail. This is fantastic. This might be the deal of the century. End of message. Your episode of Unstable Topics will be starting in 3, 2, 1, fight. Hey, bestie. Hey, bestie. Uh, So Jill, our friend, who Mm -hmm. is a listener and also just an all-around awesome person, was telling me, she was like, you guys need to do a segment about next door posts. And then she shared with me one of her next door posts. And I'm going to just like paraphrase. But basically, Mm -hmm. the people of Plano are very upset with the volume of the birds. The loudness or the amount? The loudness of the birds in particular, like the level of their chirping has been the subject of her next door. People are going crazy about birds. And I was like, this is a very suburban problem that you're seeing. Now, I will say the crackles, those crackle birds or the grackles, they're like mini crows. Yes. And they're in mass quantities, but they usually only come out in the fall. And they are like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, and they are loud and they stink because of the poop and all that. Are, so are they talking like about grackles? The grackles? I don't think so because this is springtime next door. I, I think it's just birds. I think they are just upset that birds are taking up their airspace. I can't believe that because I love nothing more than to sit and quiet and be able to hear birds chirp outside. I know. I know. I love birds. I love birds. I, I, I can't I can't empathize, though, if they're grackles. Like if there yeah. is a, a if there is a commune of grackles outside my house, I would I would complain. I would send in a noise request. My first fall, I saw a bunch of birds. It was like the fall. And I was like, what are all these birds doing here? And then I remembered that Texas is in the south because I'm from the north. And I was like, oh, they migrate south for the winter. So that's why there's so many. Yeah. I was very confused, and then I solved it. Do you remember when um, 
there were birds just dying in my yard and then my kids kept finding them. I do remember the death of a couple birds in your yard. Was there two or three that wound? What was the total? Three three total birds in like a week. Uh, and my kids just kept being like, there's a dead bird. Like it wasn't anything. And I had to cover them up and wait for Kyle to get home. You had a funeral for them. You're very respectful. With the yeah, birds. I covered it up with a, a sand pit castle making thing um like a mm. little like mm-hmm. what are they called like those raised graves mausoleums yeah yeah like they have yeah. in new orleans like, like a tomb like yeah a tomb. like a tomb like i made it a little tomb and then um i asked my daughter to say a eulogy and she was like but it's dead <laughs> he can't, hear, he can't you. hear me and i was like well say something nice to the family and she goes like tell him that he's dead <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> When did MJ become a 95-year-old smoker? I know. You yeah. Know? It was crazy. Just during that funeral, I was like, bang. She's like, yeah, everybody dies. Death is coming for us all. She isn't wrong. Uh, but I would have to say Plano, to complain about like a cardinal or a blue jay or a robin, that's that's a stretch for me. And that's very different from my next door. What's your what is What's Denton next door like? I don't. I'm not on it. You're not on it at all? I'm not on it. It's Dextor is next level. It is. For me. So I, I am part of our neighborhood Facebook group. Oh. And it's mostly like, hey, we have this free, nice leather couch. Who wants it? Or, hey, I see this dog out and it's missing. Who owns it? Does someone want some fresh honey that comes out? By the way, we have the best, the best honey in our neighborhood. Like people making honey? Mm-hmm. They have beehives. It was two houses down. They're they're fantastic people. Their daughter goes to Walter's school, and it is the best honey from their hives. Honey from the hill is what it's called. Yeah. So that's what I follow. No one's complained about birds yet in that group. But there was a free, large filing cabinet that someone was giving away recently. So same. Well, this is a good transition, knowing that you do have you know some of your neighbors uh because are you ready for a fact oh my gosh i am so ready people who live in rural areas are more likely to know their neighbors with 40 percent claiming to know all or most of their neighbors compared to only 28 percent of suburban residents and 24 percent of urban residents i can see that i get that i get that fact i understand it i don't support it i don't support it yeah because i feel like if you're in an urban area and there's more people around you you should know more of those people. But I'm curious if that was pre-COVID or post-COVID Ooh. because I I would have a feeling those numbers are higher now post-COVID because I know for me, I didn't really know my neighbors before COVID. Yeah. And now even post – and so we moved in the middle of 2021. We moved to the end of 2021. So – but even still, like now I'm like, oh, I want to know my neighbors. Yeah, because you were like we're stuck in – you were stuck with the people. I think it makes sense, I guess, when I – first read this fact, I was really surprised because I was like, well, rural people are so far away from one another. How do they like Mm -hmm. versus if you live in a city, then you're like, oh, hi, I see you every day because we walk, you know. But then I was like, oh, there's fewer. So of course you can know all of them because you have like one neighbor. Yeah. No, I get that. I When I was thinking it through, I'm like, oh, that makes sense too in that way. But would you consider Denton to be rural? 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 Not the rural. Do you do you remember on Thirty Rock they did the rural juror? Rural juror. Do you remember 
the rural anyways that's a bit from 30 rock but would you consider denton to be rural no i'd say suburban yeah and denton's its own city too yeah like it's not a suburb of dallas it's not a suburb of dallas but it's more suburban vibe even though it's its own city what makes it a suburban vibe out of curiosity like what would you consider a suburban vibe density like the density of people like i feel like it in an urban environment there's more but I don't know. Maybe that's not what makes it. Ur- maybe urban is like it has its own ecosystem. But I would. I would. It's got to be density. But then suburban right. means like uh, outside of urban, right? Suburban. Sub. Yeah. So maybe you yeah. are. Ur- I don't know. I don't what? know. Are we a high density city? Should I only know twenty four percent of the people? I feel like you're closer to like twenty eight thirty. But you've been in Denton for a while too. I feel like you're like mayor of Denton. No, I'm not even close. I'm not even close to Meriden. But you, Maggie, flipping this back, you know all your neighbors. And you're in a city. I am technically in the city of Dallas, but I do feel like my neighborhood is more suburban, even though I'm in in city lines. But I am in the city, and I do know, now I know most of my neighbors. Do you think that was because of COVID? 100%. Because before that, we were never home. We just had this house, and now we're home all of the time. And so now I've become the old lady who just looks out the window and watches people walk by. There's this couple that walks by. Well, they used to walk together and they're an older couple. And he was always like 15 feet ahead of her walking so fast. And she was just like walking and we'd always say hi. But now they walk separately. He walks (gasps) in the morning and she walks in the evening. And it's been a drama. I mean, me and the neighbor friends are like, what happened to her? Because we only see him in the morning. We had all these stories, these conspiracy theories about it. And then finally, mm-hmm. one of them was like, where's your wife? And he told us. That she just walks in a different time of day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, mind your business. No, he was like, thank you for looking out for us. This is what makes a neighborhood great. Which, are you ready to react, Sarah? <laughs> yes. I, <laughs> I was like, wait, did we react already? No. I mean, we have reacted a lot. But the reacted. official question um so if you live in a rural area you know more of your neighbors what do you think makes a good neighborhood like are we talking a great neighborhood to uh, live in to know your neighbors just like what do you think yeah just like oh i like this neighborhood what are things that you look for character in the houses trees close to schools and things i feel like we're on an episode of house hunters like (laughs) Um, my ideal home is going to be 25,000 square feet, but I want a lot of character. Um, but I'm not willing to pay more than $250,000 and I need to be like walking distance from like all the most popular bars and restaurants. Oh, and there needs to be a terrarium for all of my plants. I will not consider a property without a terrarium. I need space for my plant babies. That is, they always have some weird, one weird thing. Yeah, Jamie and I talk about this all the time. What our bit would be if we were on House Hunters. And I think we've, because it's got to be something that you can take from house to house, right? So it's, I think we settled on an aquarium. Like we have a really big fish aquarium set up. So we need a house that has a space for a very and this is fictional we do not have a lot of fish what's your real thing that's like wow we really need this and like you get really hung up on it even though it's like probably not a big deal to other people i don't know a, a yard we when we were looking for this house because we recently were looking for a new neighborhood in a new house and it was a big yard 
that yeah. you can, that our kids could play in. I feel like mine is like um, a cir- circular floor plan. Like you have to be able to get, you can't get trapped in a room. That's important for me. You don't want to end of a hallway? Well, no, I mean, there's going to be a hallway, but like for the bedrooms, like we have our bedrooms are off a hallway, but like the living room for your dining room kitchen, I'll make like you can get out. There's two doors to all of them. Why is that important? Well, when I was looking at houses, I'd get into some and then I'd like when I was looking for them and then I I realized that I get really I really don't like when I can't get out when there's not two doors, you know, not doors, but like open areas. Like you go into the kitchen and then you're like, I got to turn around. I can't just keep walking. I got to. And then you imagine people coming over and then you're like in the, you're somewhere and then people are cornering you and you're like, ah, I'm trying to host a party, you know? That'd be a fun house hunter episode. I'm like, um, I want to get into a space and pretend like you're coming at me. Like you're trying to have a really awkward conversation about joining your multi-level marketing campaign like can you just role play with me and i want to see if i can get out of this room before you ask me to be part of your downline exactly the time has come for us to play wheelality tv the game where sarah and maggie spin a wheel filled with some of their favorite trashy reality shows and dissect whichever series it lands on so go ahead and give that wheelality a big old spin. All right, Maggie, it looks like the wheelality has landed once again on Bravo Topics. And you, like most of us, have been blown away by the major and maybe even groundbreaking Vanderpump Rules drama between Tom Sandoval and Raquel slash Rachel and Adriana. However, like most of us, you've gone a step further and have taken to Reddit with hot thoughts and opinions. Yes. So my question, has Reddit revealed anything new about the Scandival or yourself? Wow. Uh, I think Scandival has revealed a lot about myself. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> you know what's interesting is Something that I think that is interesting about all like the Bravo verse is that it used to be you watch the show and you see the edit and then you form your opinion based on that. But now there's so much like what's going on outside of filming that is brought mm. into it, right? So That's a really good point. So like back when it all started, it's like the characters, the characters, the real people that are in these shows were kind of beholden to the editors, and now it's like you'll see. Um, Oh, this paparazzi photo. And what does that mean? Like Billy Lee being with Tom Sandoval walking about and how she had been at Ariana's house crying when they broke up. And now she's out with Tom Sandoval and she's mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm friends with both of them. And if Ariana can't be okay with that, I hope that she'll come around. And it's like, you can't actually be friends with both of them. No, you can't. She's just looking for her 15 minutes. Yeah. And I do feel like that's something that's interesting and that I've been thinking about is that like, so Tom Sandoval, a quick catcher upper, is a garbage person. And he cheated Mm -hmm. on Ariana with her best friend, one of her best friends, Rachel or Raquel. She has both names. So Tom Sandoval does not deserve sympathy, but people like Tom Schwartz, his best friend, and Billy Lee are like providing him this sympathy. And he actually needs to wallow for a little bit and grovel Mm -hmm. and be in Mm -hmm. the pits to have some, like they're not allowing him to really hit rock bottom. 
You yeah. know, he hasn't hit any type of bottom except for Rock Hill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's something I was like, you know what? That's something interesting, too, because I feel like I am someone who's like, oh, I feel bad because this person like made a mistake. And are we going to cut them out? And that was something that was revealing was like, no, you don't need to feel bad. You need to just let that person sit in it. I agree. I think it's interesting what you pointed out with Bravo shows. And I'm I'm a victim of this too. I fall to this. If you're watching a show, I'm like, I want to know what's happening right now with this these people. Like mm-hmm. where did this drama end up? Which is why it's hard for me to rewatch old seasons or old episodes. I'm like, no, that's in the past. That's dated. I want to watch now so I can be in the drama that's happening today. I have found knowing all of this revelation of this affair that's come out since the whole season wrapped, it's really mm-hmm. interesting to rewatch. I'm very much enjoying it because I feel like I know how it's going to end. And I'm like, how did this get there? No, it's a it's one of those great movies you watch where it starts at the end and you see the journey. Yes. I also love knowing the ending to things. I don't care. I don't mind spoilers. I don't mind if I'm like someone tells me every detail of a movie or a book. I'll still watch it because then I'm like, huh, that's interesting. How's that going to get there? You know, like just like you said. So you don't have like a two-year limit? Like after two years of a movie and someone like tells you the end of a movie, you're not you're not going to be upset. I don't even have a two minute. You could come out of a theater and say, hey, I just saw this movie. This is how it ends. And I'd be like, great, I'm going to get a ticket. That sounds interesting. That's, this is why we're friends. That was really fun. Can't wait to see what the wheel lands on next time. Are you ready for a fact? I'm ready for a fact. Farming might seem like a career path of the past, but there are currently over a quarter million millennial farmers. I know a farmer. You do? No, I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's fantastic. She has a farm here, of course, and didn't. But she, her and her husband have had this farm for a long time. And I've bought and I've purchased. I've bought and some food from that farm. I bought some food from that farm. I have purchased turkeys for them for Thanksgiving. They have a lot of gro- like a lot of great food, and she has the best Instagram account. I know, I love it. I follow it. I don't, I've never met her Winter. in person, Jade Winter, but it's it's a good one. I feel like she does these crafts, and everything has this like auburn hue to it. You know, like very uh, nature, very farm. Very millennial. Very millennial. She's very hip, very cool, but very like she'll cook what she has and and make things. And I'm like, how do you do this? You have bunnies and goats and chickens and a farm and two kids. And here you are making a homemade quiche. Doesn't she homeschool too? She homeschools too. I don't get it. I don't understand how she does it. She's a superwoman. And her home's clean. She is a superwoman. She's fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, I do know a farmer. And I think like watching her live her farm life I'm like this is really idyllic and I love this she's walking through the grass she has like rosé and a mason jar as a goat's frolic and I'm like this looks really great and then I remind myself there are ants in that yard and I'm like I can't walk in that yard barefoot I'm terrified of ants so that's what stops me I think that's what stops me from going forward with like this big farm country life. I'm mm-hmm. going to support every local farmer I can and buy your produce. But you don't want to be a farmer. No, I don't think so. I mean, we had a pretty big backyard and even in our big backyard, I'm like, I don't want to walk in that grass. Yeah. I'm always barefoot in my grass. 
I'm like, a, I think I am a farmer, except for a farmer who can't keep things alive. I will be in my plant growing era once my children are old enough to where they can do some of it too. Because last year when Annie was born, I was like, oh, I want to have, I had a lot of flowers before, like in pots and I would water them and I would start from seeds. It was great. But when Annie came along, I'm like, I, I can't, I can't take care of you too. Right. I can't get you to grow. I can't remember to water you and prune you and look up what to do with you every day i got i got two kids that are doing that so i stop i have a goal that by the time i'm 40 i have a garden that looks nice you got time i got time i on the other hand i clock is ticking sarah adams clock is ticking to see if i can have a garden that looks nice you know that's an interesting thought maggie because my 40th is approaching like i am what six months out no five four five gosh and i've been thinking since i turned 39 i'm like man i should really do one of those things where it's like do this by your 40th or be this by your 40 because you see all these people like oh i want to want to run a marathon by 40 and i'm like but i hate running you know so i'm like maybe i'll just be me by my 40th you know i'll just just do i'm just gonna do me maybe yeah Maybe you'll you maybe you'll make you'll make an idea of what you want to do before you turn forty. Before you turn forty, I don't know. Maybe it needs to be more superficial. You know? Yeah, like Botox or something. You don't need it. I'm telling you. You look like you're like in your twenties, but I'm just saying. You're very kind. That's something I am excited to experience. Yeah, do Botox. You want to do Botox? I will say there will be a zombie apocalypse because of Botox. Maggie's heard this. <laughs> How many times you knew you brought up Botox? I was going to bring up this whole pitch. People who get Botox in their face, it's going to turn like one day. This is how everyone, they get us. They're going to be like, ah, ha, ha. Majority of the world now has Botox in their face. Let's turn, activate the switch and make this, this poison alive. And they all turn into zombies. Okay. Sarah, are you ready to react? Yes. Yes, I am. Okay. Over a quarter million of us millennials are farmers. What's an old-time job you think you would be really great at? A switchboard operator. Ooh, you would. I would love to. I, whenever I watch movies, I'm like, I would love to be a switchboard operator. Only because, like, you're constantly moving, right? Hold, please. Hold, please. Hold, please. Hold, please. But you can hear people's conversations. Yes, you'd be fabulous at that. This is me switchboarding. Yeah, you're doing a great job moving your hands all around. What would an old-timey job that you would like or that you think you'd be good at? That I'd be good at? I think I'd be a good old-timey housewife. Drink martinis, let my kids run around the neighborhood barefoot, unsupervised. You're living your dream. Yeah, it's an old-timey job I happen to have. Thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love a review, subscribe, or for you to share this with a friend you think would like it. Or all three of those things. You can do all three and make our day and help us grow. If longer than three minute podcast is too much for you, you can always catch an abbreviated version of our show over on Jam by texting unstable topics to 552266. And you can catch more of our antics on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok under the username The Monthly Junk or at themonthlyjunk.com. Bye. Peace. Peace.